Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast. We believe that negative emotions and circumstances shouldn't be allowed to run your life. Join our hosts, Steve Freitag and Mary Carlton, as they discuss real practical truths that you can apply today to have God's light shine in the most painful places of your life. Welcome to the first episode of the Cross Council Podcast. Uh, my name is Sean Sebastian. I am joined by our directors, Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag. How are y'all doing today? Awesome. Awesome. Man. Good to be here. Well, hello, everyone. For those of you who are a little confused, uh, if you don't recognize that open, that was our first ever podcast uh, for Cross Council. And that was the uh, the illustrious voice of Sean Sebastian, who was my forerunner and really pioneered a lot of what we were doing here, especially like our online presence. And it's wow. That was how many years ago now? That's two and some change years ago now, right? It is. Wild. Wild. And but I yeah. wanted to have more in my uh, quiver when, when uh, someone asked me how you're doing. <laughs> never Are you married? Awesome. Are you, Steve? <laughs> Awesome. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, recover. Good to be here. I was ready to say awesome. And then Mary said, awesome. Oh man. Why didn't we just cut right there? Uh. I mean, like when I go back and I listen to mine, like the season two intro, I sound like I'm like in a, in a drive through and I don't know what to order. <laughs> like, uh, hey, uh, uh, I'll have the, uh, like I'm the, I'm the worst, so I can't judge anyone on this, but Hey, everybody, we are, uh, we're back. It's, it's me and Steve so far today. And we're just kind of looking back on cross council's journey, you know, like some really cool moments throughout everything as we're kind of, uh, wrapping up season three here. So listening to the podcast from two plus years ago, it's just, it's just fun because there's a lot of people that will contact me and say, Hey, I appreciate your podcast uh, or people who come in and they listen to the podcast and then they start the process of coming to see us. So it's having an impact. I don't know why I'd be surprised at that because people are are craving to hear a message of hope and and what to actually do with the frustrations in their life and, and the lack of progress they seem to have. For sure. And I think part of that is just like, you know, yeah, on not so much a spiritual level, but just like it's such a weird thing to be putting out something out into the ether, out into the Internet. And then someone, you know, in real life comes up to you and says, hey, I listened to that podcast. I really want to set something up with you guys. It's like, right. wow, it's, that's so cool. And when you said or when Mary said or when Sean said or when. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, you listened. You know, like <laughs> I still am kind of caught off guard. Oh, you listen. Yeah, for real, for real. I'm like, oh, you remember me saying that stupid joke? Oh, good. That's that's on the internet. That's forever, John. Um, I think that was good. I got a better one right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I pull out like a bunch of like talking like note cards. <laughs> What's right. the deal with airline food? But yeah, no, we're kind of looking back on everything. Uh, we've got a few fun things coming up with Cross Council, but we figured now is a good time to just take a moment and review everything as we're gearing up for the uh, the golf outing and you know fun stuff in the future stay tuned right yeah it'll be less than two weeks when this when this drops it's june mm -hmm. 23rd so appreciate your prayers and any involvement that you want to have you kind of have to contact us like right now yeah for real for real <laughs> do it though involved. it's a blast it's so right. fun but anyway yeah uh, i guess we're going to keep going on here and keep looking at a little bit of the uh, the first ever episode uh steve can you tell us a little bit about 
like this point in time for the ministry. You've got this brand new podcast. You're trying it out for the first time. Where's the ministry at? Where's your head at in this time? Well, that's a really good question. I think I'm just the type of person that just puts his head down and just keeps on plowing along. And the idea of the podcast was just one more thing to open up another venue for people to understand who we are. And so it's hard to think back of where my head was other than we have such a beautiful message to share. And it's not just beautiful, it's powerful. And so any way that we can articulate that, and I love having Mary's input, you know, she really is an expert as well. And so for us to bounce things off of each other, I was just, I was, I was looking forward to that because she's in Dallas. I'm up here in Wisconsin, like you. And mm-hmm. the only time that we would do a whole lot together usually was missions trips. And we just knew the rhythm that we had between the two of us. And then we'd have some other people that would share. Becky's been on the podcast. Another woman, Karen, would would share. And another guy, Sean, as well, would go on some of those missions trips. And and it was, I just love the way that uh, Mary is able to make sometimes difficult concepts so simple. And then uh, to play off of that, I figured that was going to happen in the podcast, and I believe it has. I think people really just like the chemistry that that God has created here. So to see the growth of that is just, it's really amazing. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. I'm excited to see what God does next. All right. Yeah, we'll absolutely continue in just a minute here. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Jenny. Hi, this is Jenny. My role is to manage the relationship between you and Cross Council. It's been a pleasure connecting with so many of you over the years, and we're so grateful that you are a part of the growing number of people tuning into our podcast. More than ever before, people are realizing the importance of maintaining mental health, but they're still struggling to find genuine and lasting peace. However, more and more people are coming to Cross Council, engaging in our melt process and finding genuine freedom from lifelong burdens, including depression, anxiety, and addiction. God is truly blessing our ministry, and we are growing faster than ever before, which is why I want to take a moment to invite you to partner with us. We have never turned anyone away for their inability to pay for a session, and our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join our team. With your support, we can continue to offer the profound healing of transformational prayer that has helped so many find real and lasting peace. Just go to CrossCouncil.com and click the Donate button to get started. We can't do this alone, and your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. Today, we are talking about uh, a little bit about Cross Council, like why why Cross Council does what Cross Council does and why, Steve, you do what you do and Mary, you do what you do. So, um, Steve, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background, um, kind of the, the history, you know, what what got you into Cross Council in the first place? Sure. Real briefly, I was in church ministry. I was an associate pastor and doing a lot of work with youth and uh, a crazy uh, bunch of people from our church loaded up in two vans and they uh, headed to a spiritual warfare conference. And I was fine to let them go and uh, do their thing. I had other things on my mind. We had two small boys at the time. And when they came back, they talked about just this phenomenal presentation that they heard and that uh, the director at that time, Leo Brown, cross council, said that if if what I heard in this workshop, if half of it's true, then I really need to think through what it truly means to uh, to grow in our relationship with Christ. And so, the more that he unloaded that, the more that I my eyes were were open to the reality 
of what it means to get out of God's way so that people can find healing and freedom. So that was, it was just awesome. I started to step into it myself. I was, I was kind of the typical, um, I kind of thought that growing in Christ or becoming a mature Christian was uh, improve your theology and get gray hair. And there's a lot more to it than that. And so people are hurting. People are crying out for, for genuine, authentic help. And just giving them two verses and call me in the morning as a pastor, that kind of advice doesn't really cut it. People, people are looking for more. And what we found across council really does change people's lives. It, that, that thought about um, growing in Christ, being improving your theology, it, it's almost, and, and this is something that um, both of y'all helped me with actually, is like, I kind of thought of it as like Christian growth as like eventually like you die and then God gives you a Scantron and you got to fill in the bubbles. <laughs> like, okay, this is what I believe about this. What I believe about this. This is the, you know, and, um, and then like he puts in the machine and it's like, Oh, goat. Sorry, bro. And it's like, it's like, Oh man, I thought I was a sheep. I thought I was like his, his lamb. Um, but it's not that. And um, I think at some point we should probably talk about like that, whole idea in general but um mary what what about you what tell us about your background yeah that would be a great topic sean um i don't think i was <clears throat> near as spiritual about why i came to get ministry lots of time throughout my life trying to get over things you know trying to feel like i matter try to feel like i belong try to get rid of the shame that i felt all the time that i was pushing down and honestly i don't think i'd really um, been a Christian very long. I've been in cross counselor doing this ministry for 20 years. I've been a Christian for 30. So I, I had only had around 10 years of doing the, what everyone had taught me to do in church, which is read the word and pray and ask God to help you. And if you feel negative emotions, you know, don't, don't, rely on those because that leads you into a bad place and, you know, just believe what God says. And there, there is some truth in that. There is a way to balance that. But I found after, you know, the first 10 years of trying to do that, that I had encountered God a couple of times that were really meaningful and changed me some, but <clears throat> I still was loaded with fear and shame. And so, you know, I bought every self-help book. I read every Christian book out there about counseling and even going to your past and all kinds of things. And they just, they gave me a lot of good information about what was happening with me, but I didn't get free from that. And so I remember the first time that I had a session with transformational prayer and I got free of something that my whole life I tried to get rid of. And I was hooked because for me, it was all about getting rid of the negative emotions in my life so I could feel like a real person and walk through life, you know, with joy and be able to get out of my own self-focus all the time, which is what you do when you're hurting. It's all about you. Get out of that and actually start to love the people around me because I wasn't constantly trying to manage my own pain. So for me, I was hooked. And from then on, I've become very good at this process because it's just the problem that both of us experience is very common in Christian circles. You want to get free. You're told how to get free. 
a lot of times it doesn't work or it doesn't get to the root of it. And we're still the same person, still hurting, still hurting other people. So that's just not good enough. You know, that's not the abundant life that Jesus died to give us. It's so, he has so much more than that for us. Oh, completely. Yeah. That's powerful too. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people kind of feel, oh man, I don't want to call it a hamster wheel. I don't know what else to call it though, but like, but it is like a hamster wheel of your own willpower of like, you know, this is what, this is what I said. It's, you know, what they say it's supposed to be. I gotta, I have to memorize this. I gotta do that. Um, especially when, when Paul so actively speaks out against that kind of living anyway. Yes. Yeah. I know that what I saw a lot of, and this is just, you know, church, we love each other in church and we want to help. Right. And so there's, there's a lot of well-meaning people that are trying to help those that are hurting and, and God's called them to do that. And I think that's amazing. But what I saw happen a lot was, and it even happened with me, you know, someone would come to town and they'd have a great message or the pastor would preach. He'd have a great message on letting go of your past or getting over things. I would do what they said. I would try really hard. And, and I might even have an emotional experience and I might feel really good and really free in that moment, but nothing changed in my life. I went home and that wore off. And, and then what it does is it sets you up in this cycle of feeling like there's something wrong with me or God doesn't love me. And he did, he did it for everyone else, but he didn't do it for me. It actually hurts your relationship with God. It makes you feel hopeless because you see, you look around, you see everybody, you think they're all getting free. I'm not getting free. What's wrong with me or God doesn't love me. It's, it's not good. Yeah. It's sad for me to look back at my times counseling as a pastor and how inadequate it was when people came in and they were hurting and they had certain fears or insecurities. It was, well, just here's, here's a verse for you. Here's some principles. And I remember people, um, me getting the feeling that after we had our little session, people walked out going, wow, that young kid really knows his Bible. I think I'll give, uh, those thoughts a try. And then they'd come back again, and they would just recycle the same thing. They'd get a little smarter. I'd share a little bit of my so-called wisdom at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sure, they, they understood a few more things, but it never really got to the heart, and people just would recycle in their pain. And I can't imagine where my life would be without transformational prayer in my life. I can't imagine what my marriage would be like. I can't imagine what kind of parent I would have been. People talk quite often about stopping the cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, generationally and um sometimes the things that we what we head toward and even if it's i don't want to be like my dad or i don't want to be like my mom we're so focused on not wanting to be like them we either become them or we throw everything out and, and we have this pendulum swing and we're uh way too permissive with our kids out of our fear that we're, they're going to reject us because we felt rejected and it gets so out of balance when we don't have that healthy foundation of maturity and what it means to walk with Jesus. You know, and for the person on the other side of the desk, you know, for leaders and pastors who are trying to counsel someone, how frustrating, because they know the person doesn't get free. They know next week, the person has the same issue. You get that phone call or they talk to you after church or whatever. 
And, and that's got to be so disheartening to, to want that person to get free. And, and I think a lot of times the person after a while starts to feel shame because I'm not getting over this thing or, or they had a great experience with someone who prayed for them, but the issue didn't get resolved. So now they're scared to tell the person I'm still feeling afraid or I'm still angry. And so they start to shove it down. I did that totally start to shove it down and perform. And then we're not real with other people who, who need who we are, but also we're not real with God and, and not able to deepen our relationship because we're hiding stuff. It's, it's really some bad cycles that go on in a Christian's life. And what we do stops those cycles. It really gets to the root of it. It really gets people free. They really do experience transformation and peace. And their life starts to change. And, and, and when they walk out, our goal is that that person never deals with that uh, pain over that situation again. That's our goal. And that's a reality many times, actually, with most people who, who come in. So what a relief, you know, for that person and also for the one trying to help them. And I, and I can imagine that's really frustrating for pastors, too. Like, like Steve, when when somebody would leave and then come back with the same, like, what what was going on in you at the time? I, I just had to reach deeper inside of myself for more knowledge. Mm. Our insight. And of course, there was this Lord giving something here to give them. Sure. I'm not saying that it was absolutely useless. I don't want to say that. Right. For us to be, you know, uh, students of the word and, and to lean into that stuff. So, um, and, and if they're encouraged, that's fine. But uh, down the road, as we do this podcast, I think we're going to help people redefine what, what truly, what inner healing means. And Boy, if you had asked me 25 years ago, I got I stepped into this in about 1997. Mary was about four years later, so we've both been doing this a long time. If you would have asked me about inner healing, I would have probably just said, "Well, Jesus already healed us. He already paid for everything on the cross, and you just have to believe it. And that's your identity in Christ." Um, but then there's this this sentiment now that inner healing is just, "Well, I feel better now," and the point isn't just to feel better. The, the point is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. And it's just these little bumps and these little encouragements. Let's just call them what they are. It's better than discouragement. It's better than hopelessness. Uh, and a Band-Aid is better than nothing. But we have set such a high bar because I think Jesus did. I don't see any example in the Gospels where Jesus healed somebody just a little bit. Maybe it's there, right. but I don't, I don't see that. So our bar is like when we go into... Uh, memories. We can talk more about that in future podcasts, but we want everything in that place to be cleaned up because Jesus cares so much about us that he doesn't want anything left hidden. And it can be painful to be honest with ourselves. I've dealt with more of my personal sin through this. People think that we take sin lightly and it's just about, oh, the things that have happened to us in the past. No, it's really like coming to grips and being honest and vulnerable with God and vulnerable with somebody else, a brother or sister in Christ. There is such benefit to that just by itself. But when you add in opening the door to Jesus into those places, as his spirit starts to sort things out for us, it's life changing. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's so wild to look back on that. <laughs> 
you know, mm-hmm. and just be like, like, all oh, you guys talking about like, yeah, no, uh, we really hope to redefine some things in the podcast. We really hope to tackle some issues that, uh, you know, haven't really been discussed very much. I really like what you said towards the end of that segment. In the Bible, I've never seen an example of Jesus only healing someone a little bit. That that really sticks with me. That's awesome. Yeah, there is a part where Jesus slowly heals a blind man. That's sure. That you could make any argument. Who knows what was going on in Jesus's heart and his mind? Like, what was that process? He he started to see a little bit, then a little bit more, and then a little bit more. That blows my mind. But it doesn't leave the guy only able to see just blurry figures. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the things I've had actually three new people in a row, two last night and then one this morning. And you start explaining these principles. Of course, people go through the hard work of doing an intro call and watching the the five minute uh, video and, and kind of immersing themselves in as much as they can on an introductory level, what we do. But, mm-hmm. but then when you get in the context of a session and some of their pain and some of their struggles and some of their failures and some of their disappointments, and you start to explain some of the principles and what we're aiming toward and the hope that Jesus gives when he brings that truth, all three people in a row, the look on their face was like, I've never heard anything like that. I didn't know it could be that good. And just even to go back to that question, Sean asked me, like, what was going on in your mind when people kept coming back? What also was going on in my mind is, well, this is just normal. It wasn't like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. It was, sure. well, this is just the way it has to be. We just kind of plod along. Yeah. But there's, 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 <laughs> there are greater things that the Lord wants to do in us. It doesn't mean that people come here, we wave, wave our magic wand, and then everything in their life changes. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. It does take some diligence and some blood sweat and some tears to go to the pain. But that was just the other thing that went in my through my mind as I was listening to that. It's just, well, yeah, this is just kind of how it, how it goes. We just kind of do our best with what we got. Sure. Yeah. And so when you, when you talk to people and it's, it's inspiring for them to, to hear that there is a better way and there's a way out and there's times once in a while, I'm very careful about it, but there's times where I share a little bit of my story just to help relate. I just did that this morning with somebody who's like, well, I don't know how to do this. What does that mean? And then I just shared a little bit about one of my sessions where I was, as a kid, snuck, stuck in a snowbank and feeling like I was going to die and just allowing the Lord to bring some truth to me in that place, even though I knew, spoiler alert, I didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just sensing the presence of Jesus, which was always there because he'll never leave us, never forsake us. He's always with us. When that resonated in, in my heart in, in that moment, it just was life-changing for me. And you just can give little examples for people that so many people just kind of nod their head and they kind of look around. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're looking at, right? They're just right. kind of looking in their mind like, I don't know if I've ever, ever heard this kind of hope. That's not goofy. That's no. not just you just have somebody pray for you and, and they do their thing and then you just sit back and, oh, you're all better now. Not at all. I mean, even just from the outside experience of, you know, like when I'm in the office and you guys are in the office or Carol's in the office and someone comes in for their session and then they come out and they, they're, they're walking around looking shell-shocked, like just, mm-hmm. whoa, God did something incredible in there. And that wasn't you know, that was like God actively taking an effect in my life. And I love to see that. Right. It's not just 
go get him, tiger. Yeah, yeah. It's not pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like, all right, right. cool. This is going to be painful, but it's going to be good. And right. God's going to God's going to lead you through it. Yeah. Sometimes there's just you've seen it. The be- bewildered look like what yeah. just happened. <laughs> I didn't know I could sense God's presence like that. I didn't know that I could feel his truth. I didn't know that I didn't have to carry that pain in that moment of my life forever. Hmm. Yeah, that knocks you on your butt sometimes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. That was my experience. Like the first time I was like, cool, I just need like five minutes or like two months or something just to recover from that. But like, thank you. <laughs> right. Even the concept that uh, the pain that we feel now, it's not really coming for the most part from the present, that there's a tie back to mm-hmm. where you bought into things, these patterns that we then live by. These, these false beliefs, these lies, these twisted, distorted perceptions of things. And when they people start to realize, oh, I have carried that my whole life. Oh, maybe the way I'm reacting to this thing or this person in my world today isn't just about the situation, isn't just about the person. It goes deeper than that. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.